I am the Watcher. I am your guide through these vast new realities. Follow me and ponder the question. What if? I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Into the Superverse. This week, we are discussing all of What If, the whole first season. We just finished watching the last episode, and we're recording this episode in the morning, which is a weird change of pace for us. Yeah, we are ready to talk about the first nine episodes yeah. of season one. So this was this was quite a journey. Um, this will probably be not as long as one of our normal episodes, but we'll hop through each episode, kind of give our thoughts, and then we'll just do a little overarching discussion. Maybe think about um, where this kind of story could go next, because as far as I can tell... Uh, Second season is already greenlit, and I think one of the producers, I mean, I don't know if they're calling the shots on it, but they're like, as long as there are Marvel Studios productions being made, they can just keep doing what-ifs, because they have endless ideas. It's just fan fiction, kind of. It is literally just fan fiction with a budget and a voice cast. But hey, um, so yeah, we can just kind of jump in from the top unless you have anything else you want to say first yeah no we can start from the beginning the first episode is what if peggy carter yeah took the serum which when we first watched it we were like oh this is like not what we thought it was going to be and we're kind of like let down and not sure how the whole series was gonna go like it was cute like oh this is like cute but it didn't change much like it was just like oh she literally just did everything that steve did yeah and like the bad guy was like slightly different and then like from there it it seemed like they took more like risks but maybe they just wanted to keep it like safe or easy to understand for new viewers yeah and i and i guess they just wanted like the same type they just wanted to be yeah Agent Carter. Yeah, I was I was pretty underwhelmed by the first episode when we watched it. I was like, okay, I enjoy this. And man, that was two months ago that that episode came out, which is crazy. Yeah, it just and, kind of felt like, oh, this is like a cute little like special that they would put out. Right. Like it didn't feel like the start of a series. No. And I I honestly think like I don't know if that was produced first or what, but it felt like the voice work and the animation got better in all the other episodes, like, as we went through the season. I think the um, animation felt consistent. Maybe I just got used to the style. Yeah, it is kind of a... It's kind of old-school style. Like, it reminds me of, like, some of the Saturday morning cartoons, like the X-Men or, like... Yeah. Even, like, this show called Totally Spies. It felt very, like, that. Love the Totally Spies shout-out. Yeah. Love that. Well, I think... Um, the the voice work was rough in the first episode. Like Sebastian Stan sounded like he had never he spoken. never sounded like, great as it was, a voice. It was not right, and that that was there's just like a lot of things that I was kind of underwhelmed and was worried that the quality of that first episode um, 
like story aside really was going to carry on through this series, but it, it didn't, it didn't. But I also know that, um, they kind of alternated directors for each episode. Well, can we just say who was not voiced by the normal actor that would play them? Yeah. So like agent Carter was the same actress. Right. And Sebastian Stan was doing Bucky. Um, they had Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman do a lot of the voice work yeah, before he, he doing, died. He was doing a lot of T'Challa. Um, um, but who didn't, I guess it's easier probably to The big to names say. who didn't, no Chris Evans, um, no Robert Downey Jr. No uh, Scarlett Johansson. No Scarlett Johansson. Uh, no James Spader for Ultron. And I don't think Elizabeth Olsen did But there was, Scarlet Witch. She never spoke. She, yeah, I guess not. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, you know, for for the for the big name Avengers that they didn't get for the last episode, they had Kurt Russell come back and he had one line of dialogue, which I was like, that must. But have he been, was in another an, episode right. too, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, but like also not like a lot. What's like, Kurt pretty, doing? You know, chilling. There's uh, somebody else random that like didn't come back. Well, like, I know there was like the whole thing that there was no Dave Batista, but it wasn't that. I know it was. Um, oh shoot, there were. I mean. A lot of characters in these episodes, but yeah, there were there were a handful of times when it seemed like um, one of the smaller characters. Did what, could and have what's been. her name came back to play Jane? Yes, yes, which that is was like huge. Natalie Portman. Okay, so they, yeah, they didn't have uh, Brie Larson. Oh, which that's was very who it was. Strange. Yeah, I thought that was odd because she does. Well, she doesn't do necessarily voice work, but I feel like she just does a lot of stuff. It just kind of seems like she's the kind of person that would want to do it. Yeah, maybe she was busy when they were doing this. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, yeah, they got they got Samuel Jackson to come back and Jeff Goldblum, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the for the people that they didn't get, the people that they did get, it was a pretty stacked cast for an animated show. Yeah, so I think the my interest in the show skyrocketed when the second episode came out, um, which was the what if T'Challa became star lord yeah this one was trippy it was just like okay we've we've kind of let people dip their toe into the water with the first episode and now we're going to give you something that is the the difference that was made instead of it being peter quill being t'challa that was like a way bigger butterfly effect on the universe than the other one was yeah i think that was really interesting how they how some episodes didn't feel like they were in that different of a universe. And then some were like, Oh, this is completely different, but this was also like a huge change. Like this is removing Mm -hmm. Black Panther from. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Well, like not even that. It was just like the fact that they were able to like play around with, Oh, like T'Challa is such a, a nice and reasonable person that he talked Thanos out of, like using the stones and he's it's, actually intimidating yeah like, he's not trying like um peter quill and everyone respects him as star lord and stuff yeah i mean they just i think marvel has like a lot more room to like play around when they're uh doing the like cosmic like space side of things so they definitely took advantage of that um you know having was howard 
I don't actually know if Howard the Duck was in this one. I think he, he was. He was in the Thor one. Yeah, he might pop up later. Um, they just had, like, a huge cast of characters, and they got to have, like, oh, like, here's a different nebula, and she has hair, and stuff yeah. like that. And go all different places. Yeah. Like, the animation really allowed for just more fun. Yeah. I think that that was a big step up, and even by the end of the season, that was still one of my favorite episodes, I think. Um, so they really, they really stepped it up. And then, so I'm kind of just like looking at the, um, IMDB ratings as I scroll through the episodes. The first episode, actually the worst rated episode is, uh, the Thor in Las Vegas one. Oh, that's one of my favorites. The second worst is if Killmonger rescuing Tony Stark. Yeah, I didn't like that one. And then... Captain Carter. Oh, we're kind of going out of order. I know. I was just, well, I was saying because like, um, I always go on the Marvel studios subreddit after anything comes out. And I kind of just like, like to see what people's feedback is. And definitely like when the first episode was out, it was very lukewarm. Um, you know, people had high expectations because this like, this was announced a really long time ago and they didn't announce a release date for it until pretty close to when it was actually coming out. Um, but it was, it was like a, a steady step up with each episode, except for a couple, which I could tell. Um, I think people really liked the, the Doctor Strange episode. But anyway, I digress. The third episode is what if Earth lost its mightiest heroes? A little murder mystery, if you will. Oh, right. So this is when, and Loki comes down as like the bad guy. Um, and this is like what to get ahead this is what the watcher brings natasha back into is like this world is that um, right um no I, i'm pretty sure oh no hold on because who do we see when she gets dropped off so captain america yeah you might be right because yeah nick fury lives but oh yeah no i think you're right I didn't, I didn't clock that because for some reason I thought like Steve and Fury were all dead, but they hadn't found Steve and Fury was alive at the end of that episode. Well, yeah. And did they resolve that episode? It ends with Fury, like Fury is there with Captain Marvel and they like find Steve like in the ice. Yeah. And they so are I, beginning to find more. Heroes. So that's definitely it. I can't believe I didn't. <laughs> I just thought it was like another random I'm universe. Pretty sure, I think yeah. you're, I think you're right. Um this one was just okay. Um I think it was kind of odd how it all connected to Hope and Hank um, Pym. Yeah, like if Hope had cuz like we just don't know enough about Hope to be like did that not happen? Like yeah. that feels like something that would have just happened. I guess it's just like that they got her killed more than anything, right? Well, that she joined. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... I think that was the moment was that she joined um, S.H.I.E.L.D. I do think it was it was an interesting hook because, yeah, I mean, Hope Behind is, like, not a big character. Right. Particularly. So I was like, okay, well, they, they took an interesting route banking an entire, like, universe's fate on her. Kind of uh, enjoyed Loki getting his um, righteous... Um, what is... His glorious purpose. His glorious purpose. This was, yeah, it was a fun episode. Um, it had, like, a good mystery, but, you know, I, 
I think generally it was it was pretty basic. The rest of it was just you just watch the Avengers slowly get killed. But it was a fun twist on things. Next episode, episode four, mm-hmm. is really where things take a turn. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? I would probably say that this is my favorite episode of the series. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what was happening with like the writers or directors during this. They're like, we're going to make the saddest thing possible. Well, the whole series hinges on this episode. Yeah. Little did we know. Yeah. I mean, so this is Dr. Strange, um, loses Christine over and over again. Basically he keeps trying to change time, but no matter what, her death will always happen. I forget what they called it. Um, it's, it's like, like an absolute fixed, point. Yeah, an absolute point. It has time. to happen. Um, instead of him just being in a car accident and losing his hands. And he does like all these different things. And no matter what, um, she dies, which is, I would say the plot of many a Hallmark movie. There's like one called three days and like something else where like they try and go back in time. And it's like, no matter what, she's going to die. And then he has to sacrifice himself to save her. And then they can live happily ever after. So a little different than this one, how they ended it. But no, this was basically a Hallmark movie. Yeah. This one was crazy good. I mean, it just goes in a direction that I don't think anyone would have expected. And it's just like, we know that Doctor Strange in the main universe is like cocky and arrogant and has done things that aren't necessarily going to benefit himself or the world. He's just like curious. And that it could be dangerous, though. His yeah, this is just happiness. that taken to an extreme. And like I thought uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's voice acting in this episode was really good. Um, and like just like the whole the montages of him just like trying to fix it over and over again. And then later, uh, like how he decides to get his power. And then we get this reveal that it's been like thousands of years that he's been like training to, to be able to break this point in time was just, and he ends up destroying his universe. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, definitely the saddest episode ends on a complete downer and pretty bold. I think of them to of them to do that. It was, it seemed like we weren't really gonna see that universe again because yeah, there it just kind of leaves, like just, zooms out. Yeah, it's just him in like a bubble of protection. That's it. And he's looking rough. Mm-hmm. He's looking really rough. Looks like a villain. I mean, I guess he is kind of his own villain. But the next one is a little bit lighter. I would say. I mean, it's still kind surprisingly, of surprisingly. Surprisingly, it's what if zombies it's just lighter because it's zombies and it's like oh this is like well it's inherently kind of goofy i guess even though like lots of people are dying or people i I think people were confused about this one because the timeline i think they say it in the episode if i'm remembering it right is like it's been like two weeks since this zombie outbreak uh a quantum virus which is is that from ant-man and the wasp scott they brought like, it back. Well, well, that too, but there's like a line in that where he's like, do you guys just like put quantum in front of everything? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Which like the answer is yes. Um, um, so. We have uh, Spider-Man is like the main. Yeah, this is the only episode that has Spider-Man in it. Um, and it's like not really Tom Holland's Spider-Man. It doesn't really look like him. But they is didn't it Tom? get him to voice him. Oh, right. Because they, they can't. Yeah. Oh, so, Sony. And this was the first time that a a Spider-Man in the MCU mentions Uncle Ben, 
which was noted by a lot of people. I didn't note that. Yeah, he was, because there's that whole scene, um, again, with Hope, uh, when they're, like, talking about, like, how many people they've lost. Oh, and he's like, yeah. yeah, Uncle Ben. And I was like, uh, what? Like, because Tom Holland has never so much as even said the word uncle. Right. It just doesn't really just get talked anime. about. This one, we get, like, fun characters that we haven't been, like, just kind of more side characters. Like, we get Sharon Carter, we get Happy Hogan, um, we get Bucky, Okoye, the cloak of levitation is a pivotal character. Love him. Um, you know, Ant-Man, obviously, and just stuff like that, like. Yeah, this is... This was, like, a good opportunity for them to have a... Who's Kurt? Kurt? He's a David Dostmalchain's character from Ant-Man. Oh, right. Bobby yes, Yaga. we also have They bring Kurt. back the Bobby Yaga. Yeah, this was, like, such a, a good crew of people that we'll never meet in the movies. Because, um, I mean, it would make zero sense. But this was, this was a fun opportunity. This was one of my favorite episodes. Not necessarily for the impact on this series, but just, like... I kind of, I just, this was, like, what I imagined what if. Like, what if this, like, wild thing was yeah, happening? Yeah, um, So it was a little bit more than just, like, one single. I mean, I guess it all is one single thing, but they just said, what if zombies? Like, they weren't even trying to. Yeah, do. no, it's not. They, they bounced back from the Doctor Strange one pretty hard. Like, I didn't need the whole series to connect. I liked that it did in the end, but I was also fine with them each just being a one-off episode. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, man, how are these all going to come back together? Like, it was fine. <laughs> like, and yeah. then they did it, and it was like, oh, this is cool how they did it. I think they, like, they, I wonder if they just had thought about doing, like, a purely anthology type series or if they were like how do we like end a series or a season of a show like this and it would have been weird not just have it be like okay like that's it marvel likes to cross everything over it'd be kind of weird if they didn't when this whole series is like just all crossovers yeah i think it would have been i i do think that kind of like end game need it but it would have been a missed opportunity if they hadn't yeah, um, but it does remind me of Endgame where they're like, oh, we can put Guardians with, you know, whoever. Like, just it, very fun match- matchups. But. So the next one is the Killmonger rescued Tony Stark. Yeah, I don't even, like, remember. that. This one kind of, like, came and went for me. Well, this one was, like, really dark, so... Um, Killmonger, like, basically rises up the ranks with Tony and goes back and ends up killing Tony, but, like, looks really good in the military. Then they, like, try and invade Wakanda. They bring back, what's his name? Um, the guy, um... Ross? No. Um, the one that they kill in Black Panther. Claw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, kind of working with Claw, but he's, like, double agent on everybody. Killmonger is, like, has his own agenda. Gets into Wakanda, fools some of them into, like, trusting him. And then, like, that one actually ends with, um, what's the sister's name? Shuri. Shuri meeting up with Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, yeah, because they're going to, like, try to start, like, an Avengers pepper. Pepper. Well, they're yeah. just like, we don't trust this guy. 
It's just kind of like a like dark and it just felt very sinister. It was a very sinister episode. I the the problem that I had, which I kind of echoed from other folks, because I I liked it at the time. I was like, I don't really like. Yeah, it was it was just like super dark, and I think they like ended it like at the wrong time. I would have been more interested if they had like expedited like the whole like oh he killed Tony and he's gonna take over Wakanda into like the first half of the episode and then dealt with like what everyone else does in response to that. It feels like it needed a part two. I think they're gonna come back to it in yeah. season two. It just kind of like ended up like, like a okay, yeah. This one was just I I don't think I liked it because I don't really like what they're doing with Killmonger in this or at the end. Because in Black Panther, like, Killmonger is, like, such a compelling, quote-unquote, villain. But, like, villain is, like, a strong word. Like, he has a a reasonable, like, agenda, I feel like. And in this one, in this, like, whole universe, the what-if universe, Killmonger does not seem like he has any kind of, like, reasonableness or, you know, it just... it. They lost the thread for him, I feel like. I do agree. Whoever wrote his character for Black Panther. I do agree, but I also think Killmonger thinks he's reasonable. But, like, at the end of the day, like, T'Challa, like, executed at the end of Black Panther, like, what Killmonger should have wanted. But really, Killmonger, like, wanted to kill everybody else and, like, establish Wakandan, like... There was just, like, a lot of murder in his plan, yeah, for sure. And I think that but was... But the, the, the motive, like, the underlying motive is good. And I think his underlying motive, well, not so much in this episode, but at the end of the series, is still just, like, wanting to help, I guess, like, See, to I him. didn't really feel like that in well, this I, one. Like, I wasn't clear what his ultimate this, motive was. This episode, no. In What If, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. I was saying that, like... When at the end, like when he has the stones and he's like, we can like put everything back to how it was like, that seems like a, a valid impression to have. To, I like, guess, but it, it also it, but felt still... like he was just trying to manipulate all of them. Sure. Sure. I mean, he's a manipulative guy. Yeah, this was that one didn't really stand out. It also just didn't help that in, at this point we're getting towards um, the end of the season and. Everything I was I was comparing it against the the Doctor Strange episode, and I don't think it really the I liked the Thor episode a lot more, and then from there it, it picked back up, and that's next, right? Mm-hmm. What if Thor were an only child? I love that this is the only difference too. Like, what would we what, what would Thor be without Loki essentially? And it's a party. It's, it's a fucking party. It's so fun. It's I so loved fun. this episode. I thought it was just like. Very enjoyable. I want to be in that world. <laughs> yeah. I want to party in Las Vegas with Thor. I mean, I just love, like, yeah. And I they did something the fun with Jane's character. Yep. Like, they made her have, like, an actual, like, enjoyable personality. <laughs> and uh, it's just so funny that, like, the party is, like, spreading throughout yeah. Earth. And it's, like, threatening everything. Because they're just, like, no one's doing anything. And Loki every... and Thor are friends in this world. And I love it. It's so good. Frost giant Loki. I do. I did wonder that, not even because of what if, but I was like, when we were watching Thor, I think I even said like, what if they had brought Loki back instead of adopting him, like kind of posing that question. And 
I don't think it would have actually been like this. I think that Loki would have been probably a very bad person. Although part of Loki's problem is like being in Thor's shadow, so maybe he wouldn't have been as. I mean, hey, you never know. Bad. But I guess like you know, there's there's infinite, like. I guess yeah, their base is like what if Thor was an only child, but it's also like what if Thor was an only child, but the Frost Giants raised Loki to be like a warrior or something. We wouldn't get this. Um, but yeah, this one was really fun. We had um, a lot of Captain Marvel fighting Thor, yeah. which I think we posed that as a question maybe once. I think we did. And our money was on Captain Marvel. They made Thor seem a lot stronger. I mean, I guess she was saying that like she's like t- she's like pulling her punches. Yeah, she doesn't want to kill him, I guess. But uh, yeah, he held his own, and they were they were really fun fight scenes. It was that's some high powered fighting there. Yeah, this one this one was just this was a good time. The mom bit like normally that would be like kind of corny and annoying to me, but I loved it. Like for so good being like, are you actually learning? Like. <laughs> like clean up your room but it's clean up your planet yeah i just love that it's oh it's odin's sleep okay let's all go yep. do our thing i'm gonna go visit my sisters chillin'. so funny she's like see you on another thousand years i mean this is like i know that ultron shows up at the end of this one but that's like ideal timeline like let me just party with everybody and i love that like everybody from the space side of Marvel is there with zero explanation. I know. I was wondering that. I was <laughs> like, how did all these people get here? They've got like all the guardians are there. People from Sakaar. It's like, everybody's just coming to Vegas. Yeah. But so like the ending of this is pretty wild. So I'm kind of wondering. And I didn't really understand what was happening at the time. No, but like, what is the timeline of this ending? It's so like, so, well, hold, so are there multiple watchers for one? No, no, no. There's one watcher, but what I think is happening is the next episode takes place, and then when he, when um, Ultron is like going to the different worlds to destroy them, that like that can be at any point in time. Mm-hmm. So when he goes to destroy that version of Thor's world, or you know that version of the universe where. Thor was an only child. Like, that's just the point of time that it happened to Interesting, be. interesting. Yeah, because it was like, okay, he he doesn't know that this is going to happen, and he's, like, shocked by it. And then the next episode doesn't really acknowledge that. But that makes sense. Because, yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of established that time is, like, a loop. So the next one is Ultron. Yeah, so we have this worst. already a, a desert... Uh, apocalyptic wasteland of a planet occupied solely by uh, Natasha and Clint Barton. And I, I mean, this was like, obviously the, the universe here is very depressing, but this was a really good episode. Luckily everyone already hates Ultron. Yeah. No, they're, they're good. like, this will be the perfect villain. Yeah. Um, I really liked how they incorporated Arnim Zola because I like him. I think he's always funny. Always bring back Zola whenever possible. And people like always theorize about this kind of thing. Like whether it's it's always him. Like oh they like his his conscience was saved on a hard drive. So why wouldn't there be more than one hard drive? And so we can if we wanted to we could assume that this one is still present in the main universe. 
because they never like really blew up that whole bunker or anything. And of course, like the Ultron coming back has been like an age old question too. So I really enjoyed what they did with this. Um, good fight scenes, really cool shot when Clint is like jumping into like the bunker to blow up all the Ultron drones. Just really good animation work and art, which I really appreciated. And we get the Watcher and Ultron fighting. Yeah, yeah. Which is really wild and fun because we don't know that the Watcher has so many powers. Yeah. And I just like seeing like the physical representation of where the Watcher lives, I guess, which is like a hallway that he can see like like windows into every universe, which is crazy. That's just like one of those things that I don't think they're ever going to be able to like put in one of their live action movies because no it's way. like it's too much. But people are hoping that we'll see the Watcher like in Doctor Strange or something. I feel like the Watcher connects with Kang. Yeah, well, because you would like they're kind of similar in that you think that he would know because like Kang's not supposed to be like a god he's just like a guy that has figured out how to how to travel through the multiverse but he's also kind of watching right or at least that's how it's explained in Loki yeah you would think that they have crossed paths before but I think this was all written like years ago um so they didn't have any of that stuff ready to use it does make me think, I mean, we've, we now have this idea of what the multiverse is and how people interact with it. And of course the new Dr. Strange is called Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. And I'm like, how much of this is going to like be present in Dr. Strange? Like, are they going to really just take advantage of how crazy this stuff can be? Or is it going to be on a smaller scale? Cause they've really like blown the doors off. Yeah. But do you think that this show will actually connect I don't think... Or it's just saying... I it's just the, explaining, maybe. That's what I think. Like, the idea is the now there. How multiverse works. So they don't have to do it in Doctor Strange, even though they probably will anyway. They all have to do it a little bit, because... People not, aren't going to watch people, this. Not that many people probably watched What If. Yeah. Uh, but I love the Guardians of the Multiverse. Like, oh, so I love a let's, name. Let's jump into the last name. episode here. Um, yeah. Just beyond that. We liked episode eight. It was really good. And it set up for a great finale, which we just watched called what if the watcher broke his oath so he goes and gets his avengers but doesn't call them avengers yeah and we get a uh, character from episode that has not come out yet uh which is a gamora variant with tony yeah which i think the the whole episode was it was originally going to come out this season when the season was going to be 10 episodes and then they changed it. I thought it was it. weird that it was only nine. I don't, I don't know why they did that. Um, but it has something to do with Tony being on Sakaar somehow. So I guess we'll get that. Later. I like that. It's kind of a tease. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have to, they could have picked other random people and yeah, you just kind of accept it. Cause you're like, okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> we know they're out there. We got a lot of fun interactions. In it this, definitely you know. mirrors the infinity Endgame? Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah. Um, Battling over the stones. But, like, Ultron is, like, such a good villain. Because he's, like, already powerful, but then he has all of the stones. Yeah, you really can't stress, like, how much more intimidating he is in this versus Age of Ultron. (laughs) Like, 
his whole idea in Age of Ultron was just to like drop a a rock on Earth so it blows up. But he is I mean, I feel like there was it still felt like these guys would not have been able to beat him in this episode because they're like hitting him with the shield and they're like, don't give him time to think. I'm like, he doesn't, he doesn't need to. I feel like he could have just, I don't know if he was just having fun with it. I mean, after he lost the soul stone, he couldn't do his thing where he was just blowing himself up, I guess. But, uh, you know, they put up a good fight and they, uh, definitely left this open because, the only way that they could figure out how to stop this was to get the stones off of Ultron and then basically freeze time in a little pocket dimension that you could just put in a drawer and forget about. But it's now Doctor Strange's uh, eternal assignment is just to make sure that they can't get out, which seems perilous. He needs a job, you know? He does need a job. He needs something to keep him occupied. Yeah. Keep those octopus legs to himself. Yeah, that's gross, Stephen. Keep that under your cloak. And I guess the Watcher's just going to go back to watching. But has this changed him forever? I don't know. What's going to happen next season? I want to know who the Watcher answers to. Nobody. But he swore an oath. Oh, yeah. I think it's the guys that... um, The guys. the, the, The big boys that the Eternals work for. Probably the same guys because they seem like interesting. They seem like they're at the top of the food chain, and they're also supposed to not interfere. Yeah, who's telling everyone not to interfere? Kevin. Yeah, it's Kevin. (laughs) Oh God, it's Feige. Oh God, this is like a oh, this is like Stephen Stephen King. King. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So next season. I wonder what they'll decide to do, but yeah, I wonder if it'll like ever connect with what's happening in the real, in our universe, I, I should say. I mean, um, yeah, people talked about that when in episode eight, when it was just like the whole conceit of Ultron going into other universes, it was like, well, some people on Reddit were like, how would that have not affected like the main MCU? It's like, there are billions of universes yeah. That he was working towards. And we never so saw the our universe, I guess. No, no. Like, the main one was never never affected. Um, so, Not they have yet. an easy explanation for that. And I think they said next season, um, they're going to have access to, like, all the new stuff. So, like, we'll see Shang-Chi and... Um, Falcon. Any, like, yeah, Falcon, I mean, Loki stuff, and but... maybe, like, characters from Black Widow and all. So, I mean, by the time the next season comes out... Um, I mean, we'll have Spider-Man and Eternals and Thor and Doctor Strange. Like, they'll have plenty to work with. And there's still, like, a bunch of, like, characters and plots that they didn't touch, I feel like, so. Oh, certainly. Possibilities are endless. raccoon rocket. Oh, you're right. Most importantly. Bradley Cooper didn't want to do any voice. Well, he wasn't even. Yeah, he was the voice. Oh, okay. No, Sean like, Gunn but- was the Rocket was, like, not even speaking in any of these episodes, was he? I, I didn't he was even like see in the, him. In the Party Thor episode, he was, like, passed out in the sink. Oh, I remember that, funny. but I don't think he was talking. Oh, yeah, I'm sure Bradley Cooper wouldn't get it, but they could get anyone to do that voice. Yeah, but I think all Bradley Cooper does is voice act for him. They couldn't just <laughs> get him to come in and I do it again. Know. I guess um, it's been a while. I mean, yeah, that was the first character that I could think of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... 
We're excited for Doctor Strange is multiverse. A little nervous. A little nervous for Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. But this was a good break in between our Spider-Mans. Yeah, this was fun. Next week we'll be cleanser. getting into the Andrew Garfield universe. Yeah. Yeah, we've already we've already recorded that episode, so we have our thoughts, but we're excited for y'all to hear them. Uh, that is a doozy of an episode. Turns out we had <laughs> a lot to talk about. Um, but yeah, we're, we're getting, we're getting closer and closer. I don't know what we're going to do after we're done the Spider-Man marathon, but, uh, yeah. Well, we've been out, out of, of the this world. multiverse.